Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. They suggested, like, don't just say, I love you. Say, I love you because. And don't just say, thank you. Say, thank you for um, being specific. Is, it makes you feel so great, right? You're on the receiving end. And then on, I think we can help our kids with that. When our kids say to us, thank you, or please, or whatever, we can teach them to take it a step further and to be specific Aloha, friends. Welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm so happy that you chose to take the time to jump in and have a listen to this episode because I think it's going to inspire you. I know it was such an encouragement to me to talk to our guest today, Kristen Welch, who you just heard a short clip from. Now, many of you already know of Kristen, but if you don't, you're going to learn a lot more, and I think you're going to just love her heart and be inspired by choices she and her family have made. Now, Kristen has written a number of books. We'll be linking to all those in show notes, but today we're especially drawing from her book, Raising Grateful Kids in an Entitled World, How One Family Learned That Saying no can lead to life's biggest yes. Now, um, this book came out many years ago, but it's been one of my favorite parenting books, most relevant, I think, to just the state of our world today. And as we approach Thanksgiving and the holiday season, I am thinking a whole lot about really cultivating gratitude in my kids and in my own heart, and along with that fighting entitlement, because boy, oh boy, that's the one word I'm hearing from a lot of parents these days is help me fight entitlement in my kids. And it's something just going on in, I think, our culture, in our world. 
There's so many reasons why I think entitlement is an issue, but as Kristen says, the antidote to entitlement is gratitude. And so this is a really fun talk today because Kristen's sharing just some really practical ways we can cultivate gratitude in our kids. And hopefully if you're listening to this the week before Thanksgiving, you can put it into practice right away. Um, But even if you catch it later, these are things we can do all year long. Now, I'm especially excited to share this interview and this topic because next week is not only Thanksgiving, but it's also a time that I'm going to open the door to my character training course again. Now, it's been a while, early summertime, I opened the doors and I know a lot of people missed it and have been asking me when I would open the doors again. And so we decided to do a special Thanksgiving sale for the character training course. So next Monday, that is November 22nd, we will be opening the doors to the course and you don't want to miss it because not only is there a sale, but there's like a sale on top of the sale, but you're only going to know about that if you're on my email list. So you can hit pause right now if you need to. And if you are not a subscriber yet, go over to monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. Leave your name on that list and you will hear when those doors are opening. And there may be a limited number to the special sale. So you want to get in on it right from the start. Now, this course is especially exciting this fall because we've added a new module and it is a module on today's topic. Yes, it's all about cultivating gratitude and fighting entitlement in our kids. And in the new module is a special interview with Kristen Welch. And she is diving deeper in that interview into this topic of entitlement, why it is we entitle our kids, how we're doing that without meaning to. Nobody sets out choosing to make their kids entitled little brats, but it happens to the best of us. And so she's giving us some insight from all that she knows, her research, her writing and her work, and then also offering um, an antidote and more specific ways to fight that through gratitude. So I think you're going to enjoy today's interview. I think it's going to be really practical and really encouraging. And then hopefully you can join the character training course next week and get a full module with some really special downloads, some beautiful things that I think will inspire you in the Thanksgiving season and all throughout the year. So again, go over to monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe if you are not already on my list. And now without further ado, let's dive in and talk to Kristen Welch about cultivating gratitude in our kids. I hope you enjoy. Well, aloha, Kristen. Welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. And as we're jumping on to record, you've got a rainstorm going on there in Texas, don't you? Yes, I'm sitting in the middle of a, thankfully I'm inside, but there's a thunderstorm hammering um, (laughs) the building I'm in. So I'm sorry if it gets loud, hopefully. Oh, that's okay. It's exciting. We can all imagine... That we're there. I'm I'm a cozy person, so I just love to. Um, I, we get really excited when we have thunderstorms or anything in Hawaii that we can call cozy. Um, okay, so I'm just super excited to get to talk to you about gratitude because you are just someone who has inspired me so much to raise kids who are grateful. I've got in front of me your book, Raising Grateful Kids in an Entitled World, How One Family Learned That Saying No Can Lead to Life's Biggest Yes. And I'm really excited to get to share this episode as we're leading into Thanksgiving time. And I know that that Thanksgiving is a time that a lot of us 
start really thinking about gratitude, but we also know that we all want our kids to be grateful all year long, right? We could all use a little bigger dose of gratitude in our own hearts all year long. So I can't wait to have you share some suggestions that you have in your book. Before we dive into that, though, can you just introduce yourself? You've been on the podcast before. I'll link to that episode in the show notes, but tell people a little bit about you, your family, and what you do. Sure. Um, Well, my name is Kristen Welch, and I am a wife and mother. I've been married almost 27 years, and I have three kids. Um, I still call them kids, but one is 21 19. And then my youngest is 14. Uh, During the day, I work at Mercy House Global, a nonprofit that my family started in 2010 as a direct uh, response to meeting the world's poor and deciding we wanted to do something about it. And I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Well, we're happy to have you. And I've just been so inspired. Uh, You you know, you've written a number of books and I'll be linking to those in the show notes as well as your website. But really your story is so special and just so inspiring. And, And what I love about your story is that you didn't necessarily start raising your kids with a mindset that you stuck with through all these years. Your story is one of where God kind of changed your heart or at least ignited your heart in a special way partway through parenting. Do you mind giving us a little bit of that story and how you ended up doing what you're doing now? Yeah. Well, when my kids were 10, 8, and 3, had to do some math there, I traveled <laughs> traveled to Nairobi, Kenya with Compassion International um, on a blogging trip. And I did so to write about poverty and to introduce my readers to the world's poor. And that trip wrecked my life. I think I completed the job of writing and doing what I was supposed to do. But what I wasn't expecting was for it to turn my life upside down, came home and um, just realized that I was unsatisfied with the life I'd been living. And I wanted to, I wanted to change my life and I wanted God to change my life. And so really began a course correction that I, I'm still on um, 11 years later, but that course correction really trickled down to parenting um, because in the process of trying to recenter my home on Jesus, instead of um, my kids and my own selfishness, I realized that I was entitled And um, as we often do as parents, we pass on good and bad things. And I had entitled my kids by just giving them uh, too much too soon and then really um, dealing with the fallout of that. So a lot of my books tell that story of that life change and the course correction. And so in the journey of discovering that we had an entitlement issue, we also found the antidote and that is gratitude. Take, take us from there a little bit, just into what that led to and what Mercy House is all about. Yeah. So um, after that trip, uh, we responded by starting a nonprofit called Mercy House Global, and um, it works directly with an indigenous staff in Nairobi, Kenya, uh, where we have three maternity centers and um, just celebrated the 60th birth. We bring in girls that have gotten pregnant through trafficking and survival prostitution And then um, we work with their families to provide dignified jobs because we realized early on that when you take a girl out of trafficking, you also take away her source of income. And so um, breaking that generational poverty through dignified jobs, and we sell all of the the things that the women make um, through our subscription clubs and online store and um, shopping app. 
So we create jobs and then we buy the product from the jobs that the women create and we sell that and we use that money to support our maternity homes. So it's exhausting and really hard. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. So but very fulfilling. Um, oh, I can't imagine. And do you still have a physical location, a store in Texas? We do. We actually have three brick and mortar oh, stores that have you. somehow survived the pandemic by God's <sighs> grace. Wow. Um, and a couple of online stores. And actually, we pivoted in 2020 because retail stores were really just halted. Um, and we developed a shopping app. And now half of our um, sales come in through a shopping app. So it's kind of a fun. Okay, we're going to link to all this, but tell okay, us what great. the app is called anyways, just so we it's know. It's called Mercy House Global Market. And we tell stories on there. Um, we This past week, we um, just had a night of prayer. Sometimes we raise money on there. So we use it for a lot of different things, but it's fun. Oh, love it. Okay. We're going to link to all those things for sure in the show notes. And just, wow, you just inspire me so much. And and yeah, and I'm just super excited to have um, a good chat with you in the character training course where you are really encouraging us. We talk about uh, just the entitlement issue itself and and how we as parents can unknowingly and certainly not on purpose, but end up in uh kind of putting our kids in a position of being entitled and how we contribute to that and then how we can also work against that by cultivating gratitude in our kids. And I love that in your book here, I just see that you call it gratitude training. And I'm like, yeah, character training, gratitude training is a huge part of character training. And so as we prepare for Thanksgiving, I was just excited that you are able to join us to talk about ways we can cultivate gratitude in our kids. And again, not just at Thanksgiving, we want this all year round, but what a great time to kind of focus in as a family and maybe talk about some of these things. So do you mind walking us through this list of ways we can cultivate gratitude in our kids? Yes. So these are Yay. simple things that we put into practice um, at our home, especially around the dinner table. I think it's important that you're getting around the dinner table a few nights a week with your family. That is when for years and years, we have taken time to write down what we're grateful for. Um, this has changed some as my kids have gotten older, but we always try to express gratitude. And sometimes that's through, we'll go around and take turns and say our highs and lows, which is such a great way to get insight into your kid's day or your spouse's day and, and laugh together because sometimes someone else's low is your high and it's, it's a fun thing that we've done. Um, for years, we have actually written down and um, we have a gratitude jar. We uh, write things down at dinner. Sometimes um, we keep that out on a shelf. And when someone's had something particularly good happen, I'll say, don't forget to add it to the gratitude jar. And then once a year, we'll take all those slips of paper out and read those. And Thanksgiving is a great time oh to goodness. do that. It's a great time so to start good. it also. So I think it's important to point out you're never, it's never too late to so good. have gratitude, to be grateful um, or to teach that, train your kids. So write it down. It's very simple, but it, the practice and the discipline of writing it down is beautiful and it's biblical. Number two, um, watch your mouth. And I think <laughs> I am guilty of this and I try really hard 
Um, but I am a glass half empty person. My husband's a glass half full. Um, so he balances uh, me out. But <laughs> Proverbs 18.21 says the tongue can bring death or life. And we really can exemplify good and bad with our mouth. And so um, grumbling and complaining and whining is something that I think we're all guilty of, but our kids are watching us. And so we did this... It, was fun until it wasn't fun. Um, so I would advise this carefully, but when my kids got a little older, we tried this, um, for about a week, we wore rubber bands that we passed out at dinner around our wrist and no one was allowed to touch anyone else's rubber bands. So make sure you establish <laughs> That's That's key. some ground rules with, with four boys, Monica, you'd have to be uh-huh. really careful with yeah, this. Definitely. Uh, but, uh, Every time you catch yourself grumbling, complaining, or whining, just give your rubber band a little pop. Um, it's a very shocking, the, the physical pain mm-hmm. of the moment is a great way yeah. to remind yourself. Um, so to, to really correlate something unpleasant, sure. tangible, yeah, something yes. tangible. Oh. And there were many times when we, when my kids um, were all at home that, we would do this and we would be able to say, you need to pop your rubber band. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, is there some accountability yes. there? Because yes. Or they would say it to me, mom. Oh. You need to pop so it's just a, a kind of a great, what is it called? Like an object lesson that reminds you. Um, sometimes complaining is literally second nature and we don't even realize how often we are doing it. I think that was one of the things I learned about myself that, um, I really wanted to change number three. And this is something that, um, I think is so important and it is going to look different for every family listening, but walk in someone else's shoes. It's a great way to stir up gratitude because really, um, when you're grateful for what you have instead of what you don't, I mean, that's the key that unlocks, everything and um, the perspective that we need if we if we're seeing the same thing all the time and maybe that's our own family and our our own bubble it's easier to get just complacent and take for granted things that are oh, so sure. hard for other people and so whatever that looks like whether it's you know inviting people over or serving or looking for a way to um, walk in someone else's shoes. There's been nothing in my family, nothing more in my family that has stirred up gratitude than perspective. Absolutely. And I think for you, you know, being able to experience it by travel and by becoming involved, uh, you know, in everything you're doing with Mercy House. And I think probably more people could take a mission trip than think they could. You know, it's a matter of priority and and maybe saving up or finding the right way to do that. But also, like you said, you know, in your own community, and even I love to have my boys read books and talk about them and go on the internet and study what's going on in other countries right now and just check out, you know, a little bit, but not too much of the world news, but then bring that home and say, what do you think those children, you know, what do you think their life is like right now? And just talking about it. So, oh, that is huge. Walking in someone else's shoes. Well, and like Thanksgiving is a great opportunity to invite someone else's shoes into your house. Um, I have been so moved um, in my life by opportunities that, and they've been such simple things 
whether it's a classmate. I remember years ago, my son had a classmate whose mom passed away and my son just started inviting him to church. And so every week for years and years and years, and now this kid is off in the military and um, he's still friends with my son, but he went to church with us. We bought him his first Bible and put his name on the front of it. Those are ways that we can walk in someone else's shoes. I mean, my kids had empathy for someone else and it was beautiful to watch them make room at the table for somebody in need. And I think, you know, single moms or the elderly, there's just gobs of opportunities to do that. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying this conversation. And I want to pause real quick to thank this episode's sponsor, which is the Dwell Bible app. Now, if you aren't familiar with the Dwell Bible app, I encourage you to go check it out because to be honest, I had heard about it for a while before I checked it out. And once I did, I was like, why did I wait so long? Now, Dwell has built the most beautiful listening and reading experience for the scriptures. They have over a dozen new recordings of the Bible, and they've handpicked voices that will engage and inspire you. So guys, whether you're looking to read through the Bible in a year, um, specific topics, whether you struggle with sleep, they have something for everyone. You can add the music element or not. You can do read along, which I love because it really helps me with scripture memory, but I'm going to encourage you to check it out, and you can do so by going straight over to dwellapp.io forward slash boy mom. Again, dwellapp.io forward slash boy mom. And when you use that link, you can get 10% off a yearly subscription or 33% off Dwell for Life. There will be a link and more information about Dwell over in show notes. And if you do, be sure to let me know how you like it. Let me know your favorite voice because my friends and I go back and forth on our favorite person to read to us and our favorite version of scripture on the Dwell app. Also, coming up in December, Dwell has something very special just for our kids. So I'm going to tell you more about that in show notes. You can go over and read about it, and then I will have more to say about it next time I share Dwell here in December. But if you want your kids to be listening to scriptures, reading scriptures, and you want a creative way to get them interested in that, well, I think Dwell's got you covered. So I'm really excited about what they have coming up in December. Find more about that in show notes. And now we'll get back to our conversation with Kristen. Something else I love to do, and I've done this, um, really, I still do this, is just um, fill your home with visual reminders and stop and appreciate them. Give us some examples of that. Yeah. Yeah. Scripture on the walls. Again, that gratitude jar just looking for ways for your home to exemplify um, notes in your kids' lunches, inspirational words taped to mirrors, especially the word of God. It's alive and um, filling our home with those things. Totally. And that's um, so doable, right? It doesn't take, yeah. it doesn't take much. It's just that intentionality that I think we all need reminders of, which is why I think your book and things like that are so important because they just ignite that reminder that this matters. These little things we do really do matter. Yeah. And speaking of those little things, um, number five on my list is be specific. And I love this. I, this is actually something that I learned in the process of writing this book. I 
read another book and they suggested like, don't just say, I love you. Say, I love you because, Mm -hmm. and don't just say, thank you. Say, thank you for, um, being specific is, it makes you feel so great, right? You're on the receiving end. And then on, I think we can help our kids with that. When our kids say to us, thank you, or please, or whatever, we can teach them to take it a step further and to be specific. And I love going back through the gratitude jars over the years. I save all those little pieces of paper. And as my kids' handwriting has changed, and sometimes it's so specific, I have no idea what they're talking about going back and reading it. But those are those little memories that we capture in those moments that become a big deal. And some of the things in our jar were so silly, but they were a big deal because we stopped to notice them and we were grateful yes. for them. Yes. And I, and I love to get kids involved in that too, because it's just so adorable. Some of the things they say, and, you know, even when my 11 year old prays for a meal, oftentimes it'll start with, thank you for the awesome surf today with my brothers. And then, you know, at the end, he might remember to thank <laughs> God for the food, but it's just sweet to think, you know, what are the things that really stood out to yes. you? Take the time to stop and say, thank you. And I often confess how many things I ask God for and just forget to thank him. Once he's answered the prayer, I'm just on to the next ask. So, oh, it's so good being specific. Um, and then once you get into that habit, I think it does become, I mean, habits are something that become more natural. And that leads us into the last item on my list, and that's choose gratitude even in your pain. And I think we've all had our fair share of pain. I feel like um, we're kind of in a season of turmoil where I feel like the earth is groaning for Christ. And we, if we personally aren't experiencing pain, we certainly know people who are. And I think um, there's just, I mean, really gratitude and pain is worship. And I think if we, we can say thank you, even though, and we can say we're grateful even though we're recentering ourselves on what really matters. And um, a lot of our temporary pain tethers us to heaven, not to earth. And we keep our eyes on what matters and um, what a beautiful opportunity we get to do that even in our pain and suffering. That's so true. I really appreciate that. Uh, And at the end of the section in your book, you have a section called Going Against the Flow. And I I really love that. I know my character training course, I call it upstream um, parenting often, and just talk about that whole idea that we are living in a world that's moving very quickly in a direction opposite of Christ and all that he is for. And so I just love that you gave some um, just encouraging words to parents and for different ages um, of things we can do. And, and you start with what I always what I always talk about to myself first, and that's the importance of modeling to our kids what gratitude looks like. Um, but then you also go into just some really practical things. And for elementary students, I love that you talk about having them memorize Psalm 23, which just happened to have been part of my devotions this morning as we're recording. But I just love um, Psalm 23 and that our kids can memorize scripture. They're really able at a young age. 
And so um, I'm going to put in our show notes the list of ways to cultivate gratitude from today's conversation, but I'll also put some of these suggestions you have about going against the flow. So since you've written the book, it's been a few years. Is there anything else you would add now from your experiences since then, or maybe because your kids are a little bit older like mine, things you look back on and think really did make a difference in cultivating gratitude? Any final words? I got a call from my daughter who was at camp this summer serving. It was, I think I've waited my whole life for this phone call. And she, it was a thank you, mom phone call. And it was a, we both cried our way through it. And it was a thank you for saying no. Thank you for um, showing me the world. Thank you for being hard on me so that I could be easier on myself. And it was this really <sighs> life-changing. It was powerful. Oh. And I think um, I would go back and tell myself that <laughs> whether or not that phone call. That call was coming, right? No, but, but really like if everyone could picture that, like that maybe down the road that call is going to come because when kids are little, it's really hard to imagine that. Yeah. That, um, even if it doesn't come and hopefully it does at some point, I think it does. Cause I remember doing that with my parents, but knowing that it's worth it and that your faithfulness to, um, all of these things, the day in and day out, the, the struggles, they're worth it because your efforts aren't in vain and raising grateful kids changes the world in a beautiful way. It was interesting because my daughter also said, do all of these things with my little sister who was still at home. And and that was what I needed to hear that day. Like, because we had made a decision not to let our kids on social media for, you know, much later than the average kid is on social media. And my daughter was like, mom, don't give in it's important. And she was a counselor to, you know, high school kids. And, and so it was just neat that felt like my friend was encouraging me not to quit. Oh, I love that. So hang on, hang in there. Such good words. I just really appreciate that. And then just for fun, since we're coming up on Thanksgiving, tell us all, what is, what does Thanksgiving look like for the Welches? What do you guys have any fun traditions or anything different or unique that might inspire us? Oh, we, I don't know. <laughs> we, uh, we love <laughs> making unusual food. Um, so last Thanksgiving, we actually made um, dumplings from scratch where we created the whole, um, we made the dough, steamed them. The Thanksgiving before that, we did sushi so we always try to be in the kitchen together, usually with family, extended family. We have a traditional Thanksgiving. So a few years ago, we decided to do an untraditional Thanksgiving just with our family. And now it's become a tradition. Um, a lot of the years my kids were growing up, we spent Thanksgiving in Kenya. And so that sort of started that we would try to visit a different country on our way home from Kenya. So we've spent Thanksgiving in different countries so that's just a way that we can remember those fun times together because we're in a different season now where we're more apart than we're together. Sure. Um, so I don't know what we're cooking yeah. this Thanksgiving, but I, I need to get in the family text and see what, what we haven't, maybe tamales yes. or something that we haven't tackled yet, um, but I'm excited about it. I love it. 
Oh, that's so much fun. Well, Kristen, thank you for always inspiring me. And I just love our conversation that is in the character training course. So hopefully a lot of people will be blessed by that as well. And we're going to make sure to have some really helpful downloads in there. And over in show notes, like I said, we're going to have a list of ways to cultivate gratitude at Thanksgiving and all year long. So I just want to thank you so much for taking time to join us and tell you just what a blessing you are to so many people. Thank you for what you do. Thank you. Okay. Aloha and God bless. All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that conversation and I hope you feel really equipped to face the holidays, to face Thanksgiving ahead and maybe have some practical ideas and inspiration, maybe one or two or all of the points that Kristen shared will be helpful to you. If you weren't able to take notes, no worries. I will be listing all of her points over in show notes. So as always, go over to monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 132. (laughs) I had to double check. All right. And also... I just have to say a little side note here. Thank you to so many of you who have left reviews on my book, Boy Mom, over on Amazon recently. I just checked Amazon for the first time in a while and read so many new encouraging reviews. And I also noticed that I just went over 900 reviews and I thought, you know, wouldn't it be cool to have over a thousand? So if you've read Boy Mom and you've never left a review on Amazon, it's so easy to do. I would be so honored if you would just go to Amazon, find the book and then leave a little review and five stars is always helpful. (laughs) So thank you guys for that. Uh, I can't wait for next week. It's going to be a really exciting week with a very special podcast episode as well as the character training course sale going on. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So thanks again for being here and for being a part of this community. You guys are awesome. Have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time, aloha. Aloha.